space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Transfer complete. Hello, and welcome to Subspace Transmissions, the podcast where two Trek fans step into the arena and tackle the best, worst, weirdest, wildest, and everything in between that Star Trek has to offer. I'm Cam Smith, and joining me on the musical bridge. This is Tyler Orton, choo-chewing on the Jeff Russo hype train. (laughs) And we're here this week to rank the Star Trek themes. No, not the opening credits videos. We're going to talk about the actual musical compositions that open the shows because, Tyler, we talked about it on a recent episode of the podcast. We went and saw a uh, Vancouver Symphony Orchestra concert uh, where they did a tribute to science fiction music, mostly Star Wars, but they did play us the Picard theme, the TNG theme, the TOS theme, the DS9 theme. So this is all fresh in our minds. Yeah, and... uh... I, I do recall turning to you at one point when the uh, the Picard theme started playing during the live orchestra, and I was like, Cam, can you even hum for me the Star Trek Discovery theme right now? Like, the, the melody or anything like that? And, and I remember you shrugging. So um, that might kind of portend to some of the rankings here from maybe one composer in particular. But uh, we'll, we'll have a lot of fun, because what we're going to do is kind of a, a bit of a draft model. And so we've got 12 different themes from uh, the various series. You know, some series actually went through multiple themes throughout the course of the run. I don't think we want to necessarily divide up, you know, like the Deep Space Nine original theme versus the remix. Same with uh, Enterprise, you know, like I, I think that gets a little complicated. But um, yeah, I, I think we'll have a little fun. I, I, we will keep in mind that um, for these kind of brackets to work, you, uh, um, 12 is not really the number that uh, you need here. It's actually like, say, uh, 16. So you and I will have to make kind of some uh, game day decisions about uh, who to go head to head and who will get kind of uh, uh, carried on into the next round. Uh, just just through our own um, decisive, decisive and very confident uh, rankings that you and I will do as they go back or head to head against each other. So I guess this means we won't be doing the Star Trek Renegades opening theme. I'm very, very disappointed to hear that, but uh, for those that are big fans of Star Trek fan films, you'll just have to wait until we do an entire episode devoted to the uh, main themes from Star Trek fan films. The least downloaded podcast episode in all time. Oh, uh, well, actually, there's a couple others I can think of, um, but uh, yeah, so I think what we'll do, you and I will discuss, you know, which episode or which themes are going against each other, and then we'll actually leave it to the computer to decide who goes on to the next bracket, because that's way more hilarious, and it's led to some uh, very strange uh, brackets in the past that uh, have been fun for us. So um, essentially, I have them kind of divided almost chronologically, you know, and like we'll have like uh, some really old themes going against some of the newer ones. My, my only fear, though, is like, and I think you and I are good about this, but, you know, letting like kind of the nostalgia factor play into it. But 
I'm going to leave it to the computer to decide. And I, I think it's be funner if we're going to have some of the funner for listeners, if they have some of the older ones up against the newer ones, just to see who uh, everyone is uh, pushing for as we go on here. So Cam, kicking it off here uh, with our uh, <laughs> with our brackets. It's going to be the original series. Uh, this theme, of course, was composed by Alexander Courage, up against Star Trek Discovery, which was composed by one Jeff Arusso. Uh, tell me, what what stands out to you most about these two respective main title theme, themes here? <laughs> well, I can remember one of them, uh, which is uh, really noteworthy, considering I've uh, heard the Discovery one on fi- uh, coming up on five seasons of television. But the thing about the original series one is... It's so cool to me how it's very 1960s, but it's also timeless. And it has that kind of like jazzy kind of bop, bop, bop kind of sound to it. But then you also work in the the vocals. It just, it's one of those perfect themes where when you hear it, you immediately think Star Trek. In the same way when you hear the Star Wars theme, you think Star Wars. It just perfectly encapsulates the energy of what that 60s show is. Now, when I look at the Discovery theme... It's funny you were saying, uh, you know, the other night when you asked me to hum it. Since then, I've tried to prove you wrong, and I realized I was humming the Picard theme. <laughs> Every single time, I'd be like, wait, wait, okay, here it is, here it is. And I would start to hum it to myself and immediately realize I was doing kind of the string version or the string part of the Picard theme where it's like the violins. And I was like, nope, wrong show. So the Discovery one is in some ways, it's very representative of its time where a lot of scores for TV and movies are like wallpaper. Like, I don't know, try to hum me one of the Marvel uh, scores. You know, like they're pretty generic wallpaper stuff. And I'm not really sure why we went this way, but that doesn't mean I like it either. And so when I listen to the Discovery theme, I've seen it play in front of, you know, the, the, on the opening credits of many episodes of that show. And it doesn't... It doesn't stick with me. It doesn't mean anything to me. I literally went through and listened to all the main themes before we recorded this episode. And uh, you'd think that with Discovery fresh in my head, just moments ago, having listened to it, I, I still, like, all I remember is the opening kind of uh, uh, chimes there, which is actually a callback to the Alexander Courage theme from the original series. It's yeah. just, but the thing is, as soon as I played it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, that's familiar. It's just kind of uh, kind of background noise to me. It just th- there's no like really strong melody, and I don't know. Like I, I just wonder. Like you and I enjoyed the first two seasons. I I don't think it's our, our feelings about the series that have kind of uh, paved the way for us to just find this to be a more forgettable theme. I remember right out of the gate, I, I was not really a fan of Jeff Russo's work. Uh, he did not just the theme, but kind of the uh, the episode to episode music for Discovery, and there's just something about it that. I don't know. It, it just does not pop. Maybe that kind of uh, Marvel comparison is, is the best one there. It's just like, um, it's not the kind of stuff that moves you. And I, there's some nice strings from what I recall in my memory. But if you ask me to <laughs> hum those strings, I, I, I don't know, Cam. I don't know. Yeah. And I remember also, like, when we started watching Discovery, we had, like, some issues with the show. But, like, one thing that I just was never a fan of was the opening credits. And that music also just didn't. It didn't connect. And the thing about like a Star Trek opening theme number is like you want to feel kind of carried away on the spirit of the show you're watching. And while all the various Star Trek shows have very different themes, they all feel representative of their shows. The Discovery one, like, <laughs> I don't think it even represents Discovery. Like, you know, obviously I've had issues with Discovery, but like 
that show is like sometimes kind of like punchy, especially in the first two seasons. It has like some energy and that theme is just kind of like it feels almost like you fed into an AI, like write a Star Trek theme in 2021. No, I guess it was 2017, I guess. Uh, and it spat out that. Well, more like a, a Star Trek lullaby. It, it's very down-tempo, and I'm kind of yeah. surprised like they would go with more of a down-tempo theme to kick off kind of this new era of Star Trek. All right, so Cam, uh, I'm going to leave it to the computer to decide. We all know uh, how much throughout the course of this uh, podcast over the years the, the computer hates my guts, but I don't have to worry about that. So I'm going to leave it to the computer uh, to decide. Now, I'll say this. The uh, first bracket, the one with the original series, let's go with uh, even numbers. And then Discovery uh, in the next bracket goes with odd numbers. And I'll let you know what the computer rolls here. And we're rolling a six. So uh, that means Discovery beats out uh, the original series cam here. Okay. <laughs> this will be fun, I swear. Um, it's going to be memorable. I'm having a blast. <laughs> Yeah. I'm weeping into my hands right now. <laughs> well, plenty of wonderful themes uh, throughout this. We'll find out what the greatest one is overall. But if you and I were, had to decide, mm. I think we would go with the original series. Easy, is that hands accurate? down. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Big time. Okay. Um, so let me go on. Uh, we will be doing uh, <laughs> uh, the animated series from the 1970s versus Star Trek Lower Decks um, in this new era. So we're talking about that Ray Ellis theme from uh, Star Trek the Animated Series. Um, I thought I knew a Star Trek show called Disco, but uh, this was Disco, if you ever heard it, <laughs> uh, versus Lower Decks by one Chris Westlake. Um, they both um, are very distinct. I I'll say this, though. Um, Lower Decks, you're talking about like kind of a, a an AI kind of amalgamation of like write me a Star Trek theme. Lower Decks, is, it's as if AI actually has some soul there. It, it feels so Star Trekian, and it has a spirit of adventure. It's not silly, but it's also light on its feet, which kind of fits in really well with Star Trek Lower Decks. I would say that um, far and away the animated series, I mean, it's fun. It, it Like, it's a fun kind of song, but it is just the most dated out of all of them that we'll be talking about by far. I, I don't think it's any competition, just how of an era it was with very much kind of those uh, those disco hums that we get going here. Well, that's the thing about the original animated series theme, which I actually really enjoy. But when I was mentioning that the 60s theme feels both very 60s, but also timeless, that same qualifier does not apply to the original animated theme, which I think is pure 70s, but feels 70s even now. But that doesn't mean I don't like it. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun, but it definitely feels very specific to that time period. And it's kind of a little damning and a little jarring when you consider that that theme comes out the same decade as the uh, original motion picture theme, which of course was applied to TNG, which feels timeless. So... Yeah, um, you know, Filmation, the company that made the original animated series, I don't know if they had the biggest budget to put together a musical theme. I appreciate what they did, but it's not one of the greats. Lower Decks is interesting in that it does feel like they were trying to create a Star Trek theme that was somewhat reminiscent of the original Next Generation theme, but wasn't the Next Generation theme. And I actually think they pulled off something pretty cool there where the music is very catchy i enjoy watching those opening titles every single time i watch lower decks and it has that spirit of adventure 
even if it is just slightly derivative, it still feels unique enough that I go, it doesn't feel like just a complete ripoff job. It feels like something that's kind of paying homage to the original and uh, Next Generation theme as opposed to kind of cloning it. Now, if we weren't leaving it to the computer and you and I were deciding what would go forward next, uh, would you go then with Lower Decks or would you go with the animated series? I would go with Lower Decks by a hair, actually. They were very close together on my ranked list. Okay, uh, I, I would agree, except for the whole by a hair thing. Mm. Uh, I just It's so dated, the, uh, the animated <laughs> series. It, it screams disco, which I just kind of... Let, let, it, it's fun, it's fun, but it's definitely the opposite of, of timeless. And I, I, I would say that it, it's... <laughs> well, maybe there's one that uh, was released in the 2000s that um, isn't necessarily <laughs> timeless either. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Why, why don't we jump over to the computer? So we will give... Uh, Odd numbers to the animated series and even numbers to Lower Decks here. Uh, computer, what have you? Computer rolls a one. So that uh -huh. means it is, in fact, the animated series that will be moving on to the next round here. Okay, they were close enough on my list that I'm not flipping a table over this one. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Cam, next up is the Next Generation theme, composed by one Jerry Goldsmith, as you originally alluded to. Uh, he, in fact, uh, wrote that theme for the motion picture, and they went with it again for the TV series. I think they knew, you know what, we want to bring <laughs> oh, yeah. in this Next Generation, let's go with the best theme we've got on our hands here. And I think that's why they went there. And uh, not to say I'm not a fan of, uh, say, uh, a lot of that great Wrath of Khan music, um, James Horner stuff uh, throughout uh, his compositions and the other, uh, and much of the movie era, I, I absolutely love there. Um, and that's up against, uh, well, we'll kind of combine Picard's seasons one and two by Jeff Russo into one. I mean, there was a bit of a remix similar to how we got remixes with, uh, you know, like uh, Deep Space Nine and uh, Enterprise, for example. Um, they're, they're more distinct remixes, though, than I would uh, say that, say, Deep Space Nine and Enterprise got. But um, I don't know. What was it like for you experiencing the Picard theme performed live just the other week, Cam? Um, so <laughs> the Picard theme is, to me, not that much better than the Discovery theme, but it is at least recognizable. Like, when I hear the Picard theme, I go, okay. I know this music, and I can kind of like hum. Or I can't really hum at it, but I can, I can in my head right now play the the violin section of the song. Um, hearing it live, though, it was kind of a case where, and I found this to be uh, a case before where I've gone to orchestra concerts where they play a piece of music that I really am not that big on in terms of its representation in film or TV, and you hear it played in a room, and you go, "Oh, I can understand why that wowed them." when they played that, like why they were like, that's, that's the song. That's the track we want to go with. And that's kind of how I felt with the Picard theme where hearing it actually performed in a room. I was like, Oh, this is actually is quite nice. But when I then graft it onto those opening titles of the show, it kind of just like flies right over my head. Do you think that the, uh, you could make an argument that the next generation theme is at this point more iconic than the original series, or do you still have to give the nod to the original series i think the tng theme is uh the more well-known iconic one at this point in time um 
and part of that is just generational. Like we're seeing newer generations of Star Trek fans who maybe aren't as familiar with the original series and maybe are more like start at TNG and move forward. So the TNG theme suddenly gains a lot more power than the original series theme does. Um, I also just think like having it on um, not just on TNG, which of course is a hugely beloved show for seven seasons, but also on the motion picture, which is such a grand operatic experience. I think like it just gets that extra push. Whereas like the original theme, yeah, it's on three seasons of the original series, but then it's dropped and it's never really brought back in the movies at all. Yeah. I, the other thing that I, I will say though, is that we always get kind of, uh, in so many movies and TV shows, they always kind of go to the original theme, kind of those opening sort of chimes, the, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, it is kind of like tattooed in kind of this collective consciousness at this point, at least with kind of uh, Western like uh, audiences. So it's, it's just very interesting how that one is endured, despite the fact that I think at this point you, you can make the argument that Next Generation is more popular among broader audiences. It also has more grandeur. So like, uh, you know, it's an overused term to use the word epic, but when you hear the TNG theme, it sounds like you are going on an epic adventure. Whereas I don't know that the original theme, as much as I love it, gives off that same vibe. So Cam, if you had to pick between, uh, say, the Next Generation theme by Jerry Goldsmith or Picard's uh, Seasons 1-2 theme (laughs) by Jeff Russo, who are you going with? clearly Picard season one and two. Uh, no, no, it's got to be TNG for this one. Okay. Uh, well, the computer, we're going to give uh, odd numbers to TNG, even numbers to Picard seasons one and two. Uh, computer, let us know what's going on here. Oh, it's five. So that means that TNG is moving forward. So this is Justice. the first time that we've, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that our picks have aligned with what the computer is deciding for us. So uh, good news for us and listeners. Um, next one up. Um, so this is an interesting one. I think this might be fun to discuss. Um, we've got the Deep Space Nine theme. You know, maybe we can combine the that original theme and the, and the remix version that you get uh, from seasons four onward into one there. Uh, versus the Picard season three theme, which, you know, a little bit of a caveat. It was mostly just kind of the end credits. If you recall that they actually went with the uh, first contact theme written by Jerry Goldsmith to kind of represent Star Trek Picard season three when they're delivering all the credits at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. rather than the beginning of the episode. Um, This is very interesting to me. Oh, I should have also mentioned that Dennis McCarthy composed the theme for Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, I love both. They're both like very iconic, kind of tattooed in my brain anyway, from kind of the the early to mid 90s and kind of that nostalgia factor plays into both of them. Um, I I, I, I keep going back and forth on this one. I'm having... I'll be happy with whatever decision the computer makes... But I think I have to give it to the Picard Season 3 theme there by Jerry Goldsmith coming from uh, Star Trek First Contact. I think that guy, he just has a way with um, these kind of, you know, you use the word epic, but kind of uh, these sorts of epic themes that fit in very well for cinematic universes. So when you kind of transpose those into television, they work really well, for example, with The Next Generation or with Picard Season 3. So ultimately... I'm going to have to give this to uh, Jerry Goldsmith for Picard season three. This one was really difficult because in some ways, like the um, Picard season three music is so manipulative. It's like people (laughs) remember the Star Trek you used to like. That's what we're going to give you. 
enough with the uh you know Gerardis and rogue uh you know uh, androids and whatever was going on in season two like all that stuff is in the past you know it just feels like they're trying to kind of like remind you of the classic star trek whereas like the ds9 one is kind of experimental it's such a interesting swing where it really has that sort of vibe of like this station in the middle of nowhere and the way it sort of slowly builds it's not triumphant though it's almost like mournful as opposed to like kind of the fist pumping nature of the picard season three use of the first contact music so this was like really difficult because it's like we're not comparing musical themes from like the films even though the original TNG theme is basically taken from the motion picture. Like it's, it's that, that's so what I'm saying. Yeah, it's so yeah. tricky, right? It's almost like they have a little bit of an advantage. I had the DS9 one higher because I felt like it had almost like a tougher assignment, like creating a score that captures the spirit of that station in the middle of nowhere. I think they just did it so beautifully. Whereas like the Picard three, uh, season three could almost be called lazy. And so I I don't know like I I I'm, I'm not judging yeah. it on what the series is doing. I'm judging yeah. it solely on the music itself. And just that first contact theme, it hits me in a way. It's also kind of mournful sort of mu- music as well. It's more down tempo, but it, it I think it just grabs me more emotionally and it has for many years. It only came out what 3 years after uh, the Deep Space Nine theme did. So it, it, it grabs me emotionally, even though it's more down-tempo. I think this both of these themes are how you do more of the down-tempo thing that you're going with, uh, say, Picard Season 1, as well as Discovery Season, um, uh, the Discovery theme as well, which are also more down-tempo. Um, it's also interesting when you get that remix going in uh, uh, Deep Space Nine Seasons 4 onward, there is, you know, a bit more of kind of a brass, and it makes it sure that um, just as the station is getting busier, the music's getting busier as well. But for me, I just, I got to give the edge to uh, to Picard Season 3. You know, essentially it's the first contact theme song, but uh, I got to give it to Jerry Goldsmith. I think I'm going to go with the DS9 one, because I never, ever skip past the DS9 theme, because it's such a mood setter for me when I watch that show, whereas... I would be more inclined to skip past the the music from Picard. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, it, now is that because it's Picard, or is that because you how you feel about the music? <laughs> like that's I what I'm it, wondering. It, it, like, are you are you judging the television series, or are you judging the music? I think I'm judging the music. Okay. Um, because you said yeah. you're going to give it the edge because Deep Space Nine had the harder assignment, yeah. versus what music you liked more. That's all. Well, I think it's the harder assignment, but it's also, like, to me, more effective as, like, a mood setter for the show that I'm going to be watching. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think, it, like, these two are not that far apart for me, but I think I would I, I think I think would come down on the side of the DS9 theme. Okay. Well, we'll get the computer to decide on our behalf here. Uh, we'll give Deep Space Nine odds, and we'll give uh, Picard Season 3 evens, and uh, the computer says... It is number two, which is evens, which means that uh, Picard season three is moving a forward here. Fair enough. Okay. You're not broken up about this, are you? No, no. Like, that's exactly. the thing. It's exactly. like, it's not, it's not like music I'm in love with in terms of like the Picard season three show as a package, but like, um, I'm totally fine with it moving on. Yeah. Um, now we have 
uh, Star Trek Voyager, as composed by one Jerry Goldsmith, yet again, uh, up against uh, Strange New Worlds by one Jeff Russo. I personally think that this is Jeff Russo's best theme that he's come mm-hmm. up with. Again, it calls back to the original series, but it's actually like up-tempo for the first time in his uh, Star Trek career. Um, but the thing is, and it's also interesting, like Voyager is, uh, it has almost kind of the, this majestic quality, you know? Like it really does feel as if they are isolated out on their own, but doing the whole Starfleet exploration thing. If it was me, I have to give it to Star Trek Voyager here. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I really like Star Trek Strange New Worlds. This would be the one Jeff Russo uh, theme that I wouldn't mind seeing move forward. But I just think that the uh, Voyager theme just does it in a way that maybe Strange New Worlds does not. Regardless of how I feel about those respective shows, I like Strange New Worlds the show more than, say, Voyager. But I think the theme for Voyager just, uh, that, that, that knocks my socks off there. I like both of these, and I've often kitted the Voyager uh, theme music for sounding like a graduation uh, theme music, like you would play as people were walking down to get their diplomas. Sure. But um, I I really like both. So this isn't like a, you know, this is not TOS versus Discovery with me. Um, there is sort of that, sort of that lost in space kind of feeling to the Voyager theme I think is really effective. And what I like is that it doesn't feel like it's, following in the same footsteps as the shows that came before it. Whereas with Strange New Worlds, it's very much a pastiche of past themes. Like you can definitely feel that. But what I like about it is how it has that kind of like building kind of drive towards the end of it that feels like it's really like launching you into an adventure. And I think does match the energy of Strange New Worlds quite well. It is the only Jeff Russo score that I think actually really delivers in terms of kicking off a show um so i I enjoy both but i think uh voyager is the one that just this is where it falls into that like is this nostalgia like if i'd been watching strange new worlds for like a long time would i feel differently maybe but the voyager one to me is just a little more impressive i am 100 percent objective no nostalgia. <laughs> I it's inca- I'm incapable of being you know influenced whatsoever by nostalgia cam. That's just me. I, I have special mm. abilities. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> okay. So we will give it to uh, Star Trek Voyager for odds, and then evens will go to Strange New Worlds. So computer, let us know. Number six. So it's going to Strange New Worlds in this particular situation here. Um, okay. You know what I. I still like Strange New Worlds. I, I I give the edge to Voyager, just my own personal taste. But like, I'm not upset that uh, Strange New Worlds is going on. Uh, kind of how like maybe Discovery beat the original series. Maybe that's the one that I'm most upset about at this point. Okay, yeah, yeah. That that is the uh, the really jarring one in the uh, ranking so far. Yeah, yeah. So Kim, this is going to be an interesting one here. Um, I haven't made up my mind just yet, but we have um, Enterprise. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Where My Heart Will Take Me. Uh, that was also remixed in season, uh, starting with season three. Uh, it was originally composed by Di- Diane Warren, but is performed by Russell Watson. And uh, that's up against Star Trek Prodigy, which was composed by Michael Giacchino. Uh, another person who does a lot of Marvel stuff, but probably the better Marvel stuff, yeah. I would uh, say. But uh, I think uh, maybe his Pixar stuff kind of jumps out to me more. But uh, he works a lot with, say, J.J. Uh, Abrams. Uh, he's a very well-known kind of contemporary composer. Um, I just wonder how much the cheese factor, the nostalgia factor, is getting to me with the Enterprise <laughs> uh, theme song. Like, it's 
like if you ask the average fan, the average fan will say that they hate that song. But Cam, uh, if you go to the conventions, uh, is there one song that people look forward to most more than anything else than when it's karaoke night and everybody just starts belting out into Faith of the Heart? That and Sabotage are the two that people go sure. nuts over. Uh, and Love Shack, weirdly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, why do you keep requesting Love Shack, Cam? I, I can't stop. I can't stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, like, the thing about the Enterprise theme is it is really hard to rank. That was the one I actually had the most trouble with when I was putting together my rankings. I'm like, I don't even know what to make of this outlier that doesn't really... Um, fit in comfortably between any other themes on my list. So I couldn't stand it when I started watching the show. And then over time, you become weirdly like fond of it. <laughs> it feels <Yeah>. like this <laughs> kind of like mood setter for the show. And like Enterprise, maybe because Archer's the captain, is a little square. And that is square music. It is the theme from Patch, or not the theme, but it's taken from the Patch Adams soundtrack. And there's nothing more square than that. So I, I I don't know. Maybe it's like perfection in its squareness. Whereas like the Prodigy theme, I think is actually the best of the new Star Trek themes. I think Michael Giacchino hit it out of the park. I find this energy just so propulsive when I listen to that music. And it's it's the one to me that feels like a new Star Trek theme that doesn't feel like it's kind of reaching back to the past to succeed the way that, say, Strange New Worlds or Discovery is trying to. This one, to me, feels, like, unique. It has that same Giacchino vibe you can hear in, like, say, the Incredibles score, which is fantastic. And it just... It has a couple parts where it just, like, hits really hard, and you're like, hell yeah, I am up for some adventures on the Protostar. Can I ask you this? Um, how do you feel about uh, Enterprise's end credits, uh, also known as Archer's Theme? That was composed by Dennis McCarthy. Yeah. And the idea was is if they had not gone with the uh, Diane Warren song. Actually, I think the first choice was U2's Beautiful Day, and I think that would have cost them about <laughs> like 90% uh, of their budget if they had to license it for every single episode. But uh, what if they had gone with Archer's Theme, that the one that played at the end of every episode, with uh, that real rockin' guitar solo right in the middle of the uh, end credits there? <laughs> Archer's Theme also sounds like a graduation theme song <laughs> that people would be getting <laughs> diplomas from. Uh, Archer's Theme is is decent. Like I enjoy listening to it when I watch the show. It probably would. It, it's funny. It's a little almost like too downbeat. Although the guitar solo is completely flying in the face of the downbeat part of it, but it feels a little too. I don't know. Like too honorary when I listen to it. It doesn't feel like it has that that punch. And say what you will about um the current uh, theme music for Enterprise. It does have a weird punch to it. Yeah. Um, so, Cam, uh, are we kind of aligned here that we would kind of give the uh, the nod to Star Trek Prodigy over, say, uh, Enterprise? Yeah, I go Prodigy on this one. Okay. Well, the computer might have different intentions, but uh, Prodigy uh, will be... Uh, sorry, uh, Enterprise will be odds and Prodigy will be evens. Computer, let us know what the answer is here. Uh, computer says it's a six, which means, yes, Prodigy is moving on to the next round here. This is where things are going to get uh, kind of fun. Um, I am just going to line up uh, everything uh, in order here. Okay. As I vamp and vamp and vamp, so much fun. 
to uh, keep track of everything. <laughs> but uh, I'll let everybody know which songs are moving into the next brackets here. Uh, we have uh, the Discovery theme by Jeff Russo. We have the animated series theme by Ray Ellis. We have the TNG theme by Jerry Goldsmith. We have the Picard Season 3 theme by Jerry Goldsmith. We have the Strange New Worlds theme by Jeff Russo. And we have the Star Trek Prodigy theme by one Michael Giacchino. So uh, why don't we start with this, Cam? Let's have uh, one animated series battle it out with uh, Star Trek Discovery here. Um, I think this is maybe... uh, Neither one of them are, are, are my faves, but I would personally give the nod to the animated series. What about you? Yeah, I think I have to go animated series for this one. It just... It has a funky vibe to it, and it sticks in my head. So, yeah, I, I give this one the pass. Okay, so the computer, why don't we give the animated series uh, evens, and we'll give uh, Discovery odds. Um, how fun would it be if Discovery wins it all in the end, Cam? Uh, that would be truly amazing. It would be almost like a reverse ranking. Yeah. Did I just say, what did I just say for odds and evens? I forget. I, I, my, my intention was to say, I haven't ruled the dice yet, but uh, my intention was to say the animated series odds and discovery evens. Is, do you want to go with that? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. So I'm rolling the dice now. Computer. Discovery's moving on with uh, the number six. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> so it might win it all, folks. Um, so next up, uh, we're going to have uh, one um, uh, TNG by Jerry Goldsmith go up against Picard Season 3 by Jerry Goldsmith. The uh, Battle of the Jerrys here. We can start going Jerry, Jerry. Um, <laughs> between these two, uh, is it First Contact or is it the motion picture <laughs> that works for you uh, the best? The motion picture. Like, there's nothing more momentous than the opening of TNG. When you have the saucer section rising up from the bottom of the screen and that music is just hitting its crescendo, ah, there's nothing greater than that. Uh, so, I mean, look, when you get to the TNG movies, they're trying to create music that can replicate the wonder of what they achieved on the TV show. And sometimes they come pretty close to succeeding, like First Contact. Um, but it's not quite, not quite that original, the motion picture score. Okay, well, I'm going to give TNG odds and I will give... Uh, one uh, Picard season three evens computer. Let me know what we're picking here. We've got evens, so that means uh, Picard season three is moving on. Uh, it is among the top three Star Trek themes, along with Star Trek Discovery. Cam. Uh, okay. I think maybe at the end of, the, of all of this, you and I can have a discussion about what our personal faves are here. But look, sure. I, I don't mind the uh, the first contact theme. It's, it's a pretty good one. Not quite up there with Next Generation for me. But uh, I'll take it here. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith, there's a reason why he's so just revered. Oh, yeah. One of the all-time greats. And, uh, you know, those of you who maybe haven't ventured too far outside of his work on Star Trek, do so. There's so much great stuff out there. All right, Cam. So uh, now we have Strange New Worlds versus uh, Star Trek Prodigy. So it's the Battle of Jeff Russo versus Michael Giacchino. Um, this is interesting. I have to... I'm... I'm, I'm... Thinking about it, I think I have to give it to Jeff Russo, even though I, I think I overall like Michael Giacchino more, at least what his uh, uh, his average has been for uh, Star Trek at this point. But uh, I give it to Jeff Russo and uh, Strange New Worlds uh, between those two if I had to pick them. I would actually go Prodigy. 
To me, Prodigy okay. is like the one that just has that real like oomph to it, and it feels like it's trying to create something new. Whereas when I listen to the one from Strange New Worlds, as much as I enjoy it, it very much feels like them trying to kind of do Star Trek music. Okay, so only one of us is going to be happy. We will give Strange New Worlds odds, and we'll give Prodigy evens, and the computer says number one, so that means Strange New Worlds is going on, and Cam, the uh, top three Star Trek themes of all time are all from the Kurtzman era. Uh, of course they have, are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Star Trek Discovery, we have Star Trek Picard Season 3, and we have Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, between these three, I think we can just kind of, uh, fair enough, you and I can eliminate uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Oh, big time. Okay. Oh, okay. That one is just like, is there a more forgettable Star Trek score ever? Like, I include the movies in this. <laughs> like, anything. We we continue to struggle to hum the theme. Like, we, we cannot play it in our heads. It just, and there's no other theme that's really like that for me when it comes to Star Trek. I I, I don't know what, like, I, I don't know what the intention here was with, uh, was with this one. Yeah, like, at least the Star Trek Four theme sounds like Christmas music, so I'll always remember it. Whereas, like, <laughs> What does the Discovery music even sound like? <laughs> uh, so, Cameron, uh, we are down to, say, Picard Season 3 versus Strange New Worlds. Do we want to leave it to the computer, or should you and I uh, kind of debate this? Um, The computer's kind of decided things so far. Maybe we made, like, yeah. our executive decision getting rid of Discovery. So, um, But between you and me, would you give it to Picard Season 3 or Star Trek Prodigy? Hmm. Oh, do you mean uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, right? I apologize. Yes, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, <sighs> this is tough because it's basically like the music from First Contact versus the opening theme to Strange New Worlds. I this, Are you demented, Cameron? This is not even a question. You're making it like Sophie's Choice. Hell yeah, Jerry Goldsmith, Star Trek First Contact. I, I'm not yeah. thinking about my thoughts about uh, Star Trek Picard. I'm thinking about my thoughts about the music itself. And so that's why sure. I have to give it to uh, uh, the Star Trek Picard Season 3 music here. Uh, you, you, this is your Sophie's Choice. Have you figured it out? What are you deciding? I, I think I'd go the First Contact music as well. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, well, we'll leave it to the computer to make the ultimate decision. Uh, any hate mail you want, you can send it over to uh, Magil Barrett's estate. Uh, but in this situation, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, First Contact will go with odds. Strange New Worlds will go with evens. I think you'll be a happy camper either way if this is such a difficult choice, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Either way. Okay, okay. Uh, according to the computer, it's number one. So that's going to Star Trek. Picard season three. That is the best Star Trek theme that has ever been created. But Cam, uh, between you and me, what's your favorite Star Trek theme? Uh, the Next Generation theme. I as much I think as that's like, mine. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing is, like my two Star Trek shows are the original series and DS Nine. Those are the two I love the most, and uh, they were two and three for me. I had it number one TNG, number two TOS, number three DS Nine. But like with the TNG theme. <laughs> You can't even argue with that music. <laughs> when it opens and you have those opening credits to that Jerry Goldsmith music, like, there's nothing better. In fact, I would be shocked if in the lifespan of Star Trek they ever managed to create something that perfect again. Um, what about your burial rap? Okay, that's true. I did manage to achieve it myself. Me and Jerry, you know. <laughs> 
we're linked. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, like it's just an impossible ask. And I do think like it wasn't up for inclusion with our rankings because we're doing the TV shows. But I do think like the music they came up with, uh, the Giacchino came up with for um, the 2009 film uh, was actually very strong and also not kind of like just kind of cloning what had happened before. So like that I think is a great example, but even that I don't think is on par with the TNG usage. Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Jerry Goldsmith for both TNG. My number two would also be a Jerry Goldsmith ditty known as the first contact theme. After that, I, I mean, I know you preferred the, uh, the deep space nine theme by Dennis McCarthy over the Picard season three theme by Jerry Goldsmith. Um, it's all good for me because uh, number three for me would have to be Deep Space Nine. I think it's just such a majestic sounding kind of down tempo one, but that one I'm emotionally invested in in a way that I, I don't necessarily get from a lot of the other themes here. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like if it can draw me in, it's it's doing its job. And the thing is, like the TNG one, I don't know that it draws you in. It just hits you with like the full magnificence of the show you're about to achieve. But I really do like the ones like DS9 or Voyager that kind of like pull you into the energy of the show. And I think that's what the Picard theme from season one and two was trying to do. And it's nice enough, but it doesn't have the same effect. I'm curious. Okay, we have 12 of them here. I want to know your honest opinion. Where does, uh, where does, uh, where my heart will take me, aka Faith of the Heart, where does that rank for you among the 12? So let me look at my heavily scratched out list that I kept like bouncing things around because I found the Enterprise theme really tough to find a right place for. I ended up putting it at number 10 above Picard and Discovery um, because it just is more memorable than those two for me. But it's really hard, really hard, I think, to put that Enterprise opening theme music up against any of the greats or even something like prodigy or strange new worlds, which are trying a little bit uh, to, to kind of like achieve grandeur in their own kind of musical star Trekian way versus kind of just taking a pop song. Yeah. For me, I, I put it at number eight, you know, I, it's, it's, it's just fun now. I, I like the show so much more um, just having rewatched it over the years. And the, like you said, it, it really is a mood setter in a kind of a cheesy way. It's far and away the most dated after the animated series um, theme, but I don't know. I, I just, I got to go with Enterprise. It's just, um, I, I, I give it specifically to the remix where they uh, go a little bit more up-tempo as they get into the Zindi War and the uh, the season four kind of uh, mini story arcs. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's it just... It really kind of epitomizes what the series is. Um, they're trying to do something different. It didn't quite work, but uh, they eventually kind of found their way there. And you and I have differed on that because I actually prefer the Enterprise theme from the first two seasons, where it's a little more of that like, <laughs> like Aerosmith and Armageddon, like cheese rock kind of ballad stuff. Like I, I kind of like that version more so than the uh, kind of the jauntier uh, season three and four version. The dad rock version. Exactly. Give me the full dad rock, like just ridiculously so. And I think, don't we also differ on the DS9 theme? I kind of prefer the earlier version. And I think, don't you prefer the, the later version? I definitely do. You know, just for the reason I kind of outlined earlier in that, like, just as the station gets busier, as it becomes more of an important hub, 
kind of it's reflected in the music there and the, the music kind of uh they're adding different sections to it and it, there's more for me to kind of like uh, pick apart and listen to and uh, i don't know it just it just hits me in a, it, it makes me more excited like kind of knowing that i'm in like kind of the uh the uh wharf era of the show now <laughs> I, I guess i just like to like wallow in the loneliness of the first yeah. <laughs> few seasons I, I just really enjoy that um i had another question for you i'm assuming you put discovery last place right ultimately yes uh that that's bottom of the barrel for me was there anything that came close like did you ever have to even like try to decide between two for last place um no no i mean because the next yeah. one there would have to be the picard seasons one and two themes you know yeah uh and then after that we're getting a little bit closer i i just think that the animated series one it's just too dated for me to take it seriously <laughs> you know like it's a fun little thing but it's just it's just too cheesy what I love about that original animated theme, though, is that they didn't just use the music from the uh, 60s show. They could have easily just done that. I like that they did come up with an original Star Trek theme, and it's kind of kooky. So I, I give it a lot of points for that, and it just has that like 70s energy through and through. Uh, I'm actually surprised they did. I, I wonder if it was like, um, like a rights issue or something, because it would have been so much easier just to not pay anything and use the 66 theme. But I just wonder about, like, uh, I, I bet they figured out that Gene Roddenberry is trying to make some extra cash um, by writing lyrics to the Alexander Courage theme. And, mm. uh, yeah, I'm sure they would have had to pay more versus just going to some other person and saying, we'll give you $500 to write a uh, Star Trek animated series theme and we'll own it in perpetuity. And I guarantee the person that wrote that uh, animated opening theme never dreamed that that theme would be played by fans for decades to come and be well-remembered. Yes, Cam. Uh, all the fans I know are constantly playing the Star Trek <laughs> animated series uh, theme everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. That's what we do at the conventions. We all get together. We play the 1970s animated music and have dance parties. Well, I mean, you and I have to share a room uh, every year, and uh, that, that's uh, I've learned that's what your uh, alarm clock uh, tone is set to. It's going to be this year. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, so Cameron, uh, next week, uh, we had a lot of fun with this, and I, I think we'll do kind of another ranking episode, a little bit different, maybe not so much with the brackets, and you and I will do the ranking as opposed to leaving it up to the computer. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek family values and where the uh, the Star Trek crews and casts kind of rank in terms of family units. Um, there are some crews where it's very clear that they're nothing but co-workers to each other and some crews where it's clear that if anyone gets like a scratch on their knee, everybody else is there in the sick bay blowing on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it's funny because like I feel like every Star Trek crew tells us this is a family and it's going to be really fun to actually go through these and put them under the microscope and actually examine character dynamics because it's easy to say, oh yeah, the, the seven of them are so close. But when you actually break down pairs and stuff like that, there's people that like, you get the sense have barely spoken to one another on these shows. If it wasn't for the, uh, the briefing room, I don't think they would have ever shared moments together at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think that is going to be a lot of fun. And of course, you can leave reviews for us wherever you get your podcast. That's much appreciated. You can also find us on the Twitter. I'm at Cam. B is in Voyager theme is my number five, Smith. You can find me at Reportin. That's R-E-P-O-R-T-O-N. 
N as in new metal remix of Star Trek Discovery. Can't wait for the final season. You're hearing it here for the first time. Do you think they'll remix the theme for their final season? Nah, they, they, they've gone four seasons without doing it. I, I think it would be... Like, why do it now? <laughs> the finality. Give us the final grandeur as we uh <laughs> disappear into the blip that the show's going to be wandering into. It's the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> And the crew is all laughing their heads off. <laughs> and it's nothing but like a montage of uh, Ash Tyler moments. <laughs> okay, so until next time, the arena is closed. Why, why do you keep requesting Love Shack, Cam? I, I can't stop. I can't stop. <laughs>